Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Genesis chapter 49. Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel, for you went up to your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly. For they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger, so fierce, and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's club, Judah. You return from the prey, my son, like a lion he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nations shall be his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun will live by the seashore and become a haven for ships. His border will extend toward Sidon. Issachar is a raw-boned donkey lying down among the sheep pens. When he sees how good is his resting place and how pleasant is his land, he will bend his shoulder to the burden and submit to forced labor. Dan will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider tumbles backward. I look for your deliverance, Lord. Gad will be attacked by a band of raiders, but he will attack them at their heels. Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicacies fit for a king. Neptali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility. But his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber. Because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the Almighty who blesses you with blessings of the skies above, blessings of the deep springs below, blessings of the breast and the womb. Your Father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, than the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey. In the evening he divides the plunder. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to him. Then he gave these instructions, I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave of the field of Ephron the Hittite, the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre and Canaan. 
which Abraham bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite. There Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried. There Isaac and his wife Rebekah were buried. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it were bought from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished giving these instructions to his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. What an extraordinary finish to an extraordinary life. Jacob seemingly died on his own terms at the very end. But I want to back up and just discuss the blessings that occur in this chapter briefly. In the Bible, the principle of blessing is far beyond just wishing someone well. In fact, blessings have three basic components. There's a wish aspect or the desire of the person imparting the blessing uh, could be considered a wish. But a blessing is part wish, part prophecy, and part prayer. I'll say that again. Biblically, a blessing is part wish or best wishes, part prophecy, and also it's beyond wish, it's beyond blessing, and it adds the aspect of prayer, because the person imparting the blessing is asking the Almighty to impart substance to the words they're saying. So Jacob here gives a prophetic blessing over his 12 sons. Some of the blessings are good, some are not so good. But he says in verse 1, gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. So these blessings have prophetic implications that go beyond the lifetime of the recipient of the blessing. First, he goes to Reuben, who was his firstborn son. He says in verse 3, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power, turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel. For you went up to your father's bed onto my couch and defiled it. Now remember, the firstborn son Reuben was entitled to a greater blessing by order of birthright than any of the other sons. And yet here Reuben was reminded of his sin against his father, of sleeping with his father's concubine, and this becoming known to Jacob. Jacob did not express a really wonderful future for Reuben and the tribe of Reuben. And so remember, this is the words of what will happen in the days to come. This is the way this chapter starts out. So it says, Reuben will not excel. The tribe of Reuben will not excel, sadly. And then comes Simeon and Levi. You may recall that Simeon and Levi were involved in the episode of the rape of Diana. They didn't rape Diana, but they were her brothers. And against Jacob's wishes, they killed all of the men of the surrounding area that were part of the same tribe where the man was that had raped their sister, Diana. And so Simeon and Levi had gone against the wishes of their father, and they were the next two sons in the order of birth. Reuben was first, Simeon second, Levi third. And so we read in verse 5, Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. This goes back to them killing all these men. Let me not enter into their council. Let me not join in their assembly, for they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger, so fierce, and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and dispense them in Israel. And so this this future prophecy, I, I won't speak to every tribe, the destiny of every tribe, but this idea of being scattered and dispersed in Israel. The Levites were scattered among all the tribes. You may recall that um, in the scriptures later, they will be assigned 
duties to each of the 12 tribes. So the tribe of Levi didn't get its own territory. It was scattered among the other territories. Next comes Judah. And Judah was the fourth born son, but Judah had proved himself to be a, a changed man. After the initial episode with Joseph, he ended up stepping up and taking responsibility for uh, the family's needs and the exchange back and forth with Egypt during the time of the famine. And he was entrusted by Jacob with his youngest brother, Benjamin's life, and Judah proved faithful. And so now this blessing that's about to fall on Judah is very significant. Part of this blessing in Genesis 49 includes the blessing of the Messiah coming through the lineage of of Judah. So listen and see if you can hear it clearly. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah, who returned from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nation shall be his. Now, friends, most scholars believe that verse 10, Genesis 49, 10, the scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs comes, and the obedience of the nation shall be his. Most believe that that refers to the Messiah, which we now know to be Jesus. And so through Judah will come the Messiah, the one who will rule the nations, the one who eventually will come through the lineage of Judah in the natural. And um, he will be the, uh, the redeemer of mankind, although all of that is not entailed in this little brief prophecy by Jacob. Certainly the rulership is. And then let's just drop down to Joseph. Joseph, of course, had been the one who preserved the family, the one who received the measure of the blessing of the firstborn in that two of his sons became tribes of Israel. These are the final words of Jacob to Joseph. Verse 22, Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the almighty who blesses you with blessings of the skies above, blessings of the deep springs below, blessings of the breast and the womb. Your father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, greater than the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. And so what a powerful, lavish blessing for Joseph. Jacob imparted life and substance and blessing to this son, who had indeed sustained the whole family. And then finally, Jacob prepares for his death. He gives him instructions. I'm about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave of the field of Ephron the Hittite, the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre in Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron. There Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried. And so we know that from previous chapters in Genesis. Abraham and Sarah both buried in this cave. Isaac and Rebekah are buried in that cave. And Jacob goes on to say, and there I buried Leah. And so interestingly, friends, you may remember that early on, Jacob had a different relationship with Leah. She was not the preferred wife. 
her sister was the preferred wife. But here at the time of burial, he says, bury me with Leah. I think that's a very sweet finish. Leah gave him six sons, you may recall. And although he loved Rachel initially, he came to really love and appreciate Leah as well, even to the point of wanting to be interred with her in the grave. I think that's wonderfully redemptive and beautiful. And so Jacob finished giving his instructions. He drew up his feet into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. I love that expression, gathered to his people. And so he went to those who had predeceased him, as hopefully you and I will do in the fullness of time if we're in the Lord. But I just want to focus for a moment. Jacob died well. Jacob started out life with dubious personality traits, shall we say. But through the course of his life, he became a different person. He went from Jacob, the supplanter, to Israel, the prince with God. Jacob was indeed a prince with God when he died. When he died, he gave blessing to his descendants. He kind of died on his own terms, as I said. He, he sat up, he blessed his descendants. Then he gathered his feet up into the bed, breathed his last, and died. And I like that. So may we each die well in the Lord. May we each be able to impart blessing to those we love before we part this life. May we each be gathered to our people, our friends and families that love Jesus in the fullness of time. Lord, we thank you for the life of Jacob. We thank you for this excellent example of a death and a life well lived. Lord, may we live according to the principles of Scripture, and may we die in the Lord in the fullness of time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.